I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hey there, folks. Are you sitting at home currently just saying to yourself, I wish one day Sick Boy would come to our town? Well, guess what? We might be. Because we're going on a little tour. We've got some fall dates coming up, some show dates, uh, and it all starts on September 23rd. We're doing a live show in Vancouver, British Columbia. Can't wait to come back out there. We're doing it at the Rio Theater. It's going to be a fun time. The next night, September 24th, we will be in Calgary, Alberta, uh, home of the Stampede. Is that what it's called, the Stampede? Some, some, some kind of stampede happened out there. Uh, we're going to be doing a show at Sate, so uh, check that out. Uh, the next night, September 25th, we're going to be in Banff. We're actually doing a private event, but we're going to be in town. So if you're in Banff and you want to hang out, let us know. September 27th, we're going to be in our home away from home, Toronto, Ontario. Uh, can't wait to be back in the big smoke. And then October 10th, we're going all the way over to St. John's, Newfoundland, where I was born. And then fast forward a little further, October 17th, back in our hometown of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Can't wait to put on a show here. Um, and if you're looking for tickets to any of those shows, be sure to go to sickboypodcast.com slash shows. Uh, currently, the only tickets that are up for sale are Vancouver and Calgary. Uh, but the other tickets will be up sale uh, for sale really soon. And uh, keep your eyes peeled. Follow us on Instagram at sickboypodcast or follow us on Twitter or Facebook uh, to keep up to date with all the show info. Can't wait to see you and uh, love you. And I hope you enjoy this week's episode because it was really, really fun. All right. Bye. Say bye, Big B. Good boy. Know someone who might be struggling with their mental health? You can help. As a listener of Sick Boy, you know that we've been having these types of convos forever now. You'll also know that sometimes we make mistakes, and that's okay. We're human. Supporting someone through struggle in their life isn't easy. It's an art, not a science, and we all make mistakes. That being said, we can do our best to prep by educating ourselves. And our friends over at Jack.org have created a resource for just that. Check out BeThere.org for more information. Let's create a world where we can all better support one another. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week, another host episode with a special guest, our friend Jamie, all the way from Toronto, who just recently had a double lung transplant. Let's talk about it. Here, you know what? This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say to start uh, off. 
As well say to start <clears throat> off the whole goddamn <clears throat> thing. Guys, I like doing this podcast with you. So do I. This it makes Wah. me Wah. La la wait. Let's do my voice exercise before you, we start. You getting your warm ups in? Actually La 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 Ha Ha Unfortunately, we've already started. You actually reminded me that what I haven't, fuck? I haven't oh, done, fucked, man. I haven't done mine either yet. Why so. are you starting that before? Okay. All right. This is. This is what. This is what we're doing now. Dude, well, this is what I fucking do every time before every time we start an episode. Ryan does I'm, that. I'm literally boiling. <laughs> You're so red. Oh my god, why are you so red? I'm fucking Oh my god, your blood pressure is going through the roof. I'm boiling. Uh, yo, I want to start this episode off by saying... I'm done, my voice exercise, by the way. We got some fall dates. Oh yeah. Live shows are coming out of our asshole. Dude, they're literally popping. So like I'm a, just gonna... It's like I'm a just, prolapse up in here. If you want, I, if you want the information on what to do about our live shows, we're coming to a city probably near you. So if we are, go to sickboypodcast.com slash shows. Is that the correct link? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I hope so. Right. So do that. <clears throat> and then, uh, but just to throw it out there, we're going to Vancouver on September 23rd, Calgary, Alberta, September 24th. <laughs> Banff, we're going to Banff on September 25th, but you, it's it's a private event. You, you said <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, like, as if you put that on our show dates, it's <laughs> like, hey, but that's actually at a private thing that no one can actually go to. I did. Somebody I did. was like, Banff, all right. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. Like, like, sorry, you're going to have to drive to Calgary. Which like, is um, like not that far away. So like, sorry, but like yeah. it's an hour. So whatever. Yeah. So you, uh, whoever that was, you can't come to our show. Uh, oh, was I peaking there? Yeah, you were, Yeah, you were hard. I'm trying to get these levels here. Peaking. Oh, hold on, Tate. Just talk one more time. Yeah, it looks like I'm good now. Oh, you're you're, you're four. That's why. Oh, my God. You're jacked up like 68. Yeah. yeah. Fuck me. Can you turn my headphones up a little bit there, big big hoss? Uh, Yeah, buddy. Uh, Okay, so where were we at? We're at BAMP 25th. We're doing a private event. Then Toronto. Toronto. That's private. On September. Wait, wait, no. Toronto's not private. What the fuck? uh, Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? All these are private. Shut the fuck up. No one can go to any of these. This is you're ruining our fucking date announcement. Yeah, that actually sucked because now people are going to be like, "Wait, can I or right, can't I?" I'm going to say it again. September 23rd, Vancouver, BC. Tickets are on sale now. Sickboypodcast.com/shows. September 24th, Calgary at Sate. Again, this is our third Sate show. Can't fucking wait. Love that university. Or you don't even college. have to go to that school to go there. You can just buy the tickets it's and show up for everybody. for everybody. Uh, September 25th, you can't come. It's in Banff. It's a private thing. Unless you're an oncologist, then fuck yeah, you coming. Uh, September 27th, Toronto, Ontario, public show. Anybody can come. October 10th, St. John's, Newfoundland. That's my, my fucking shit. That's my hometown. Where I was born. What's up? Borned. Haven't been there in a little while. And, and then we're coming to my hometown. Uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia, October 17th. Hey, now, that my ha- hometown. Hold on, though. As well. That hasn't been confirmed. No, it hasn't. But it's kind of confirmed with the principal of a school. Whatever. If he doesn't want to do it, we'll just do our own <laughs> with thing. With the principal of the school. <laughs> He's letting us use the gym. <laughs> yeah, it's some nerdy-ass <laughs> shit for sure. Um, so so if you want tickets, go to sickboypodcast.com slash shows to get your info there. However... Brad, do you want to open up that door a little bit there so Loki can poke his head up? Here's the thing. Uh, we... We had a show booked, a guest booked for this evening. Uh, I'm very excited to get Heather in at some point. But Heather, unfortunately, uh, reached out to us 
last minute, very last minute, and let us know that uh, her her mother had a bit of a cancer emergency, so she had to travel to Churro tonight. She couldn't be here with us. So we're kind of left on our own, to our own devices. We've done this before. Uh, so I guess what we're going to do for the next little bit is just... You know, talk shit, uh, talk, you know, just talk shit about one another. Hey, man, there's been stuff that I've wanted to talk about for a while. Yeah, because you got, you got smoked by a car. Yeah, I did. And that's a public, that's, that's a public episode where we talk about we that. We did talk about that. Is that um, what you want to talk about? Uh, well, once I want, well, I, it's sort of related. So I've been looking for a family. Do, well, are, are you done your little, your little thing there, Jer? I'm done. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Come see our shows. We love you. We can't wait to see the fucking country. We really can't. Now, now, Brad, did you close the door again? Because now Loki looks like you've, you've excommunicated Jesus, well, him. Well, the dog needs to make a decision. Well, I, I mean, mean, like, yeah. look at him out there. Look that, how cute he looks. That's your problem, Taylor, for bringing your dog hey, to the recording studio. He can literally Hi, push the door open with his head. Maybe we'll get, get a couple snorts in the microphone later. Um, so... I, I, I've wanted a family doctor forever. I've wanted one. I've been, I've been, you know, passively looking for one for a long time and I haven't had a family doctor since I was, uh, 18, whatever, whatever age you're just like not allowed to see a pediatrician anymore. And wait, are we talking about your pedophile pediatrician that touched you? He didn't touch me. And I don't, you know what, hold on, before you go further with that, I know you're seeing a psychologist right now and I'm just wondering, is he trying to uproot some of that stuff about your pediatrician who just happened to be a pedo and happened to not touch (laughs) you? Because I'm telling you right now, if you were a fucking five-year-old boy and I was a pedophile, (laughs) you'd what? Hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't finish my sentence. (laughs) Let me finish. You'd be interested? Whoa, dude. No. What? If Oh my God. Can you let me finish? If I was a pedophile and a pediatrician and you were my five-year-old patient, I would look at you and I would go, there's no fucking way in hell. But the reason I would say that is because you nasty to me. Because oh, you know I, I know your oh, scent. I know your smell. Yeah. I know the fucking you noises are, you make. You guys are both gross. And I've been making those smells since 1990. I just want to clarify that uh, a pedophile is not a child molester, guys. And if... Like, thank have you, you guys for, not learned anything well, during yes. this entire podcast? I didn't say that. Yeah, That's all Jeremy I, saying. I that. didn't say that either. I was, look, I'll repeat what I said. <laughs> will you? I don't know if you should. I don't I think you Don't have double to. down on it. So anyway, I've been looking for a family doctor for a long time. I since to, you left the pedophile. That's right. Yes. Since that guy. And he got, I, I think technically he was arrested, Allegedly. arrested and convicted of, for child porn. Very weird, uh, a very weird uh, history of mine uh, in hindsight. So anyway. <clears throat> Looking for a family doctor. Tried a couple times, no luck. And then I get in this accident. I get hit by this car. And, uh, you know, Kyla puts a call out on her Instagram. And she's like, hey, does anybody know if we can get a, who can help us with getting a doctor? You know, Taylor's going through all this medical shit. And he hasn't, he doesn't have one. <laughs> it's really helpful if he did. Anyway, so we ended up sorting something out. <clears throat> and I get this doc. And he's the fucking man. He's like, he's super cool. And uh, as soon as I meet him for the first time, I'm like, yo, like we, we could totally be, be buds, go out, hang out, get beers and everything like that. Right, so I'm really stoked on this guy. And like really, really great, really great doctor. Like doesn't, doesn't have that typical what you hear a lot of stories of um, in like Nova Scotia, like family medicine of going, 
you've got 15 minutes, one issue, come in, tell me what you tell me what it is. And I'm like, that's that. Like, that's really common. <clears throat> and so anyway, I go in the other day. I've got this little thing on my nose. When I go in to see him, I ask him if I can get this thing off. Right. Nose. That, yeah, that, that Herpes. little thing. I mean, it's dude, it's, that uh, thing is, it's almost got its own solar system. I don't know if anybody's been to one of our live shows, but when you're, can see when we're on stage right. and you're at the back row, it looks like, it looks like you put on a clown nose. It really is. It really is, ginormous. especially under the light. So um, I go. So I go into. Okay, Jer, yeah, Jer, get, get your dig in, Bri. Are you? I was just want to know if Jer's body shaming you. No, oh. no, no, no. I'm just okay. pointing out some fact. Also, speaking of body shaming, my mom. If asked, I was my a mom pedophile, told me I was, and oh you were a little boy no, 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 coming into my don't go clinic, there again. don't go there again. So then I go, no. ugh, too hairy. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm not. A, I'm not a part of. I this. don't know. I don't know. I feel like we're crossing lines, but anyway, <laughs> so, so I at, this, at Jeremy Saunders on Instagram, if you want to follow <laughs> some more of the fun stuff I'm yeah, up to yeah. and I'm on Twitter as well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, continue. So, uh, so I asked him, can I get this? Can I get this? Can I do anything about this thing on my nose? It's like this little like skin tag thing. It looks like a wart, like or like a a, a skin tag. Yeah, it's, it's a skin. Or, it's basically like a skin. It, you tag. know what it looks like? Like a, like a mole. It, it look yeah. It looks a big, like a, a big mole. A blend between a skin tag and a mole. Yeah. Because a skin tag, you look at and you go, that shouldn't be there. Right. A mole, you look at and you go, huh? That it looks like it's, it's embedded. Kind of has its place. Yeah, it's somewhere in between because it right. doesn't look like it shouldn't be there, but, but it also like, doesn't look like it's quite elevated. And anyway, yeah. so I go, can I get? Can I do something about this? He goes, yeah, absolutely. Just freeze it off which was the opposite advice that I'd gotten from a walk-in clinic before that basically told me I had to pay thousands of dollars to get a cosmetic surgeon to take it off, which was horseshit apparently. So anyway, he goes, yeah, I'll freeze it off. So I make another appointment to go in what, you know, in a month later. And that was, uh, that was last week. So he, he freezes it. And, uh, and he, he does, the, does it with the liquid nitrogen. Oh, wait, wait, it happened? Hold on, let me see. It's dying now. Whoa! You see it? It's like changed color and stuff. It's gonna, it's gonna yeah, like now fall looks off like, like now looks like you, uh, you picked a booger. Yeah, and I mean, then as you picked it, just, you ran your finger up your nose, <laughs> and it just fell off on where people yeah. would get their nose pierced. Dude, and now, I, I was saying that you shouldn't pick it off right now, but you should, you should probably just pick it off no, on the show no, right now. No, I don't want, I don't Dude, want it to fuck on the show. I don't right want it to now. get a, I, like I don't want that. to leave a scar or anything like that. So anyway, right, just whatever. pull on it. Just he, pull on a little no, bit. I've been pulling on it, man. So have you though? Yeah. So he right. he comes in with the liquid nitrogen. He does his little thing. He puts the he puts a Q tip. It's like a little styrofoam cup that's like a third full of it. Does it he puts give the, off smoke? Oh, like yeah. Yeah, like yeah. oh really? Yeah, yeah. Like, like dry ice? It's that's what dry ice is, is liquid nitrogen. Whoa. So then he, he takes he takes a little Q tip, dips it in that, and then Q like dabs the Q tip onto the onto the thing on my nose, and that just like freezes it up and then he's like okay cool we're done over the next like two weeks that'll fall he goes, off see you later as he puts yeah. it on and then he goes and then he goes all right uh do you want to see something cool <clears throat> and i go yeah absolutely and he takes this the styrofoam cup of liquid uh, liquid nitrogen jerry he takes it and he goes and just chucks it at the wall what <laughs> and it, it hits the wall <laughs> is this like a Korean but doctor? It's so cold that and he just like grabs a shower head like off the wall and just you know there's a drain in the middle of the floor and like you know that that like every room in Korea is just I like am, a shower. I am unfamiliar. Really? <laughs> very. I had some friends that went to Korea. It's a big thing. Very interesting. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So he throws it at the wall, and liquid nitrogen is so cold that when it hits a like a when it hits a like a room temperature surface, it explodes. It immediately turns into gas and 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 evaporates, and that's why it gives off that that really cool um, uh, mist. Like, eva- mist evaporation thing. 
and and so he throws it at the wall and it like bursts into this like cloud of smoke and like the remaining stuff hits the floor and dances across the floor in these little like isolated bubbles. I feel and like this starts, is what it would feel like if laughing. you if you went to go see a wizard to <laughs> take care of any sort of like this ailment. This is the longest st- version of this story. <laughs> this is, I have told this story three times now and it has been a third as long. So it dan- I, can, I can attest to it. <laughs> yeah, because I told it to you before. So he, he goes, he goes. He starts laughing hysterically, and he's like, oh, man, I love that. I love that. He goes, I always take extra just to do that. And I go, I go, yeah. And he goes, I don't even know how much that shit costs. <laughs> oh, my God. And I go, and I go, yeah, man, but who cares? If, the, if it hurts the bottom line, it's fucking awesome anyway. And he goes, yeah, even if it was really expensive, I'd do Dude, it anyway. did your, did your doctor have long hair, and, and is his name Dr. Uh, McConaughey? <laughs> I just, yeah, I just like, picture him throwing like, it at the wall. Just going, keep living. <laughs> Just keep living. No, he's not a bro. He's just really fucking funny. He actually, you know what he reminds me? All right, me? all right, all right. He actually reminds me a lot of Ted Grand. Oh yeah, totally. He's dude. got very like v- very similar voice yeah. and mannerisms to Ted. Yeah, Ted's uh, Ted's a, a wonderful human being. And for those who don't know, he's my brother-in-law, and you can't have him. Uh, cool story. Too. So hey, I, I like have that. so I have a family doctor now, which is awesome. And, and did a- he take care of the issue with <laughs> your <laughs> inverted <laughs> penis? <laughs> nope. Never mind. Uh, moving on. You had another thing you wanted to talk about? I'm getting an MRI tomorrow. That's super cool. You know what you should do? <laughs> Dude, you know what you should do? You should show up to your MRI wearing uh, a metal, homemade, a homemade, <laughs> homemade, um, homemade uh, eyeglasses that are made out of aluminum foil, an aluminum foil tin hat, and aluminum foil bikini. <laughs> Because like I cup? bet you, like a cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Why? Why? It's why? Very, it's a very strict no metal policy. Because I, MRI machine. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it's just a bunch of magnets. If you have, at your if brain. you have nipple rings that or something like that, do they make you take them out? Oh yeah, probably. It would. Yeah. Ri- it might. It would rip them out. Oh right, I've heard of that actually. Do they, they? They. You know what they? One of the standard question is when you're getting an MRI when they when they call you to set the appointment. Because um, it's a, it's a private MRI. They're like, it's not, how much metal have you swallowed in the last twenty four hours? Because <laughs> it, 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 I'm getting a private one because um, <laughs> because uh, because of my accident, the insurance company will will pay for me to to get a, a private one. Lucky of, boy! Instead of getting a uh, 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 like the long wait for the uh, public one, and um, and they ask you if you have ever had to have a procedure where a doctor had to remove metal from your eye. Because if there's like, because Whoa. if you say yes, dude, and like, there is like little shards, of like our glass, past guest, our past guest who had eye cancer, and and to radiate the eye cancer, they basically put a watch battery into her eyeball. Remember oh, that? Right? Yeah, was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, She's from um, uh, Yellowknife. Dude, why am I? I can't say what her name is, dude. Here's the thing: it's like Dunbar's law, right, or whatever that is. You know, like there's explain so, to me Dunbar's law. I'm gonna look. At, I'm gonna Google it just so <laughs> I don't fuck it up. But I'm you're sure, right. You're right. I'm pretty sure it is Dun Dun. Hold on, Dunbar. Dude, Jay, you're law. somehow right right now. I am <laughs> fucking fuck you. D- Robin Dunbar is a very smart man. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes out. An anthropologist and an evolutionary psychologist. Dunbar's fame lo- largely focuses around a single number, 150. The theory of Dunbar's number. Uh, oh yeah, I know. Posits that. that 150 of the number of individuals of with whom any one person can maintain stable relationships. Right. Yeah. So we've spoke to over 200 people. Right. On the podcast. So 50 of them are just like. Out well, the that's window. that's the thing is that every time you add somebody else to your thing, you knock somebody. You else. knock somebody else off your tool belt. Right. So 
Anyway, we had a, wanna, we had a just want to say I was reading the same article you were reading, and uh, nice. it goes on to uh, talk about how the <laughs> Dunbar's law isn't real. Oh fuck! <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'm I'm sure there's some uh, so there's some truth to every everything, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, so I have to get two. Anyway. I have to get two MRIs. <laughs> I have to get a general one. What are they on your your on my on your on my, inverted penis? On my well, that's one of them, right? And then the other one's on my hip from my accident. Oh I yeah. Just, okay. I just said I said I said I said hey you, you while you're around the hip. Do you think that you could add in one for my penis? Because Uh, my hips are right there. My hips right there, and it's like you pretty much have to look at it anyway. My my penis is upside down. Ah, yes, of course, Mr. McGillivray. Can we get one penis uh, MRI? Just add penis to the MRI? Yeah, thank you, Cindy. He says his penis is inverted. Yeah, yeah, Cindy's got that. Guys, if we could just keep the voices down on the whole inverted penis. (laughs) Are you nervous for your MRI? Uh, Wait, hold on. Have you ever had an MRI? No, I haven't. I got a CAT scan when I got hit. How long do MRI? But a CAT scan is really... Seconds. No. (laughs) Yeah. Half an hour each. Yeah, that's what I thought. Then what did I have? What did I have? Probably a CAT scan. They're very The other day. Oh, I had a PET scan. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. It's where they, it's where they get a bunch of pets <laughs> to walk up. all over you and lick your face. <laughs> they put a bunch of peanut butter on your genitals and you your know face. What? And then they let a whole bunch of dogs come in and they just see where they where they're gonna lick. Yo, can I uh, can I tell you guys something that I learned? Sure. Today to to change uh, speeds a little bit. Yeah. Well, can we can we can we get a can we do a little bit of a dive on on MRI first? I want to know what an MRI is. All right. You really don't. You want to know before you get one? Hey, hold I just on. want to go through the experience. No, <laughs> Shut the fuck up for a minute. Uh, a PET scan is an imaging test that helps reveal how your tissues and organs are functioning. So I had a PET scan on my belly uh, recently. Okay, come here, buddy. So that was that's what I had, and then a, a CT scan. Yeah, I had a C- I, Yeah, I had one of those. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, a computerized tomography. <laughs> yeah, that's scan. where that's where they that's, that's a made up. That's order. where they give you the thing that makes you want to pee. Yes, but that's what I got, dude. I got one the other day, and it took two seconds. But don't they mine do that? Did, mine did too. Don't they do oh, that? I thought you said that you no MRIs. Oh, and MRI MRIs, MRIs take a long time. Do they make you drink oh. the juice for all of them though? Like you have to take that for PET scans, CT scans, MRIs. Or I don't think so. The CT scan makes you shit your pants and piss yourself, and you vomit. I think. Yeah, the CT uh, scan feels like for sure. That's real. They 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 give it to they they give it to you, and it feels it immediately feels like you like you have simultaneously. Taking a shot of whiskey and then immediately pissing. Yeah, yourself. dude, that's exactly what it's like. Yeah. Okay, we'll, so we'll so, be uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Uh, plus, when the I next did next episode it, of the Misinformation Podcast. Plus, when I did no. it, I was on no. I was this on is fentanyl. true. This is true. That actually feels like that. Very much. So. It feels like you pissed and shit at the exact same time, and your throat feels nice. Um, but so a PET scan. What do we learn about PET scan, guys? Uh, Tissue. Pets come in. Tissues and, and organs. Right. A CT scan combines a series of X-ray images taken with different angles around your body and uses computer processing to create cross-sectional images, slices, of the bones, blood vessels, and soft tissue inside your body. So it's a little, it, you know, CT scan sounds a little more epic than a PET scan. Here's an MRI. CT is, is radiation. And uh, MRI is is a magnetic resonance. Magnetic, magnetic re- resonance imaging. That's right. Magnetic resonance imaging is a medical imaging technique used in radiology to form pictures of the anatomy and the physiological processes of the body. MRI scanners are use strong magnetic fields, magnetic field gradients, and radio waves to generate images of the organs of the body. If you have nipple rings, they will rip them straight from your fucking nipples. It says that wow, on the Wikipedia page. Wikipedia, that's, that's kind of impressive. <laughs> that's a bit wow. 
Somebody wrote that. Okay. Ernie, so Brian, you want to change speeds for us here, buddy? Uh, yeah, I do. And, you know, like I feel like we started off a little bit aggressive diving into the, we really the uh, pedophilia doctor stuff. And, you know, guys, that's not... The, you know that's not my style, and that's not the type of story that I like to bring to the table when we're when we're doing an episode like this. When we aren't recording, Brian, I'm constantly going, Brian, can you drop the pedo stuff? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I don't even go need ahead, but that because people just know it's not true. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or do they? Uh, De- so anyway, depends, depends uh, on how much time you spent with you. But so yeah, guys, go ahead. you know, I I spend my time reading more heartwarming stories. So I just wanted to share well, this one with fuck you guys. Off. Uh, it's called the title of this article is called "I Redo." <clears throat> so dementia suffer <laughs> dementia suffer remarries wife as new partner. Is this an an onion article? This is a real article. That sounds like an onion headline. Bill Duncan, who had forgotten Anne's name, gave her the shock of her life when he proposed to her. A dementia sufferer has remarried his wife after becoming convinced she's his new girlfriend. Bill Duncan from Aberdeen was diagnosed with the disease which erases memories in 2011. Newfoundland? uh, In Scotland. Must be. Um, over Over the last year, he gradually forgot her name and much of their 18 years together. But the pensioner, 71, I like how they title him as a pensioner. Yeah, like why do they why are they like and the man who receives his money from the government after retiring? You know why? Because that guy fucking contributed to society, bro. Well, I I was I thought that was kind of weird that they titled him that, so I Googled pensioner to and and like I was checking to see like that's what it means. I know that I know that that's what it means, but I was checking to see like do they because this is obviously written in the UK. And uh, and I was checking to see if it's more commonly used. They refer to old people as pensioners oh. in in like the UK and Australia, uh, and they call it uh, they call it OAP, old age pension. I learned that today. But the pensioner, seventy one, who struggles to talk, gave his wife Anne the shock of her life a few weeks ago when he popped the question. Anne told STV News he became very amorous towards me and kept telling me how much he liked me. He said, "This is real," and then suddenly the penny dropped. And initially laughed off the proposal, convinced Bill wouldn't remember it. He and it goes on to tell the story of how they actually go through and and have a wedding, a second wedding. And oh. he thinks that he thinks he divorced his ex wife and is remarrying her, but Ouch. or is marrying her, but it's actually how funny it would be if he just talked time. shit about his ex wife to her, being <laughs> yeah, like, you like, know, what? she was always this a fucking is way bitch. better relationship. <laughs> she was always a piece of shit to yeah. me. And you know what? And guess what? I'll never give her the alimony. <laughs> it's like, kind of like a it's kind of like a nil score for the wife. Yeah. You know what's uh, <laughs> interesting though? Do you think that this proves that um, that true love is a thing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> cool. That's a sweet story. I, I bet you know. I bet. I bet you. I know what it is. What do you think? She's got that perfect smile. You know what I mean? Like she had the perfect smile and then she lost all those fucking teeth. But then the dentist was like, I got you girl and put back in just the perfect teeth. And he was like, and that's his thing. He sees the perfect smile and he's like, I'm in love. Mm. I I get that way. I see a really nice smile and I go immediately. I go, I think I love you. I I do too. And it's uh, when I look at my girlfriend, it's good teeth. Good teeth is like a, there's something about teeth, something about them Mm. and feet and feet. Oh my God. Feet. Okay. Did you guys see the new uh, Quentin Tarantino movie? Here's the, here's the lady. That's Anne. Oh, it's her tits. <laughs> it's literally a picture of a woman in a Aww, wedding dress. Oh, you're so sweet, Anne. 
I would never say something like that, Jeremy. Donovan, can you uh, cut out that tits part? <laughs> can I? Uh, I'm just looking at this though. Who's this guy in the background? That's yeah, the guy. That's her son. Just, that's her son. Just being man. like, sweet second marriage. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, here I got one one news article. Um, before I throw it to something a little more important, but this is fucking crazy, dudes. So <clears throat> recently, a picture of a murderer. Recently, Bridie and I went to Toronto to record a bunch of episodes for Turn Me On Podcast. TurnMeOnPodcast.com if you want more information. It's a relationships and sex podcast. Patreon.com slash TurnMeOn. <laughs> uh, we're doing a show at uh, in Toronto at Jeff, just for laughs, I'm just saying. But uh, anyway, shameless plug over. We were there in Toronto, and while we were there, you guys know CP24, basically like bummer news. Bummer news, 24-7 hour, bummer news. Dude, it's 24-7, max information. <laughs> 24-7, max of the worst information possible. I think it gives, you, it, gives you, it gives you a traffic cam. There's, there's 10 panels it gives for you, sure. It gives you desk, like, like desk news. Traffic, it gives you, desk news, it weather, gives you and all stocks, the murders that stocks, have happened like currently. It has a stock ticker, yeah. dude, weather. And let's be reasonable, there's probably four traffic cams at the same time. Yeah, and it's all happening all at once. And all at every single restaurant you go to in the city. Yeah, and there's and there's tickers, crazy. there's tickers going across the bottom of every box sports that's on Sports highlights, the there's also sports ticker highlights, like sports highlight I mean, tickers. I'm not going to lie, it's useful as fuck. However, every place <coughs> Jesus Christ, Jeremy! When are you gonna fucking figure out that fix, cough? Fix God. that disease. And you need a lung transplant or something. Um, so, any place we went to, we saw the news, and we were like, "Jesus!" It was a huge piece of news in Toronto at the time. Now, for anyone listening who lives in Toronto or follows the news, this is old news. However, I still think it's something worth bringing up because it's so fucking. Conquers. All right, I'm going to read their article here from the Sun. Yeah, the Amazon rainforest is on fire. Uh, that is happening right now, dude. Very unimportant. Sad. Let's not talk about that. Uh, Jay Ben Ch- Kong. You know that name? Jay Ben Kong. Uh, no, don't. I'm say trying it. my. I'm trying my best here. Once don't more, say it like here, that. Jay Ben Kong. Let me see. Let me see. I'm <clears throat> trying my best to get it. I actually don't know. It's. <clears throat> yeah, I would say that. Jay Ben Kong. After a mentally ill man out on a day pass fled the country on an international flight, Uh Canada's largest psychiatric hospital announced Wednesday it has launched an external review of its procedures around the privileges to grant it to forensic (laughs) patients. Okay, what type of mental illness do you have to be able to, uh, to map that out? Dude, this guy murdered someone. Hold tight, Bri. The announcement of an external review comes one week after both the hospital and Toronto police came under fire for the handling of the disappearance of Bin Kong, a forensic patient who earlier this month managed to board an international flight while out on an unaccompanied public pass from uh, CAMH. Wait, hold on. So, so did he did he commit a crime and then he was in the hospital? Well, or? Kong, forty eight, was found not criminally responsible for second degree murder in the two thousand fourteen death of his roommate, who he killed with a meat cleaver. 
He Whoa. was diagnosed with schizophrenia and has been a patient at CAMH mm-hmm. since he was given the not criminally responsible designation. Kong went missing on July 3rd, but Toronto police did not notify the public about Kong until July 14th. A delay that has been criticized by Ontario Premier Doug Ford. Go fuck yourself, Doug Ford. You, you, whatever. Who cares what you criticize? You cock. Uh, Police have since launched an internal review of how they handled the case, but have stated they were informed that Kong was considered low risk. So at the time when they let him out, they were going, this guy's low risk. He's going out on a day pass. Although he did murder his roommate with a meat cleaver. How can you be considered low risk? (laughs) Dude, I don't don't know. Maybe, to be fair, we've spoken to people who have had psychosis, who have had schizophrenia. And and they regret and they don't remember and they, it's a total fucking thing. And they're, and they're, they're basically quote unquote air quotes normal people when they're not when they're not like under the, right. the spell of the illness. But if right? any of those people had killed somebody, <laughs> there'd probably be a pretty rigorous well sort of uh, to, say, to to jump on that testing around there how there was how, a, how suitable it is well, to have an unaccompanied uh, However pass. however there was a young man that my sister went to high school with same high school that I went to. So uh, technically I went to high school with him for one year. I think we talked about this early on we in the probably podcast. did. And he he had a, a he was going through a bad time. I think a a bad time with his his medications that were, you know, surrounding oh, his mental yeah. health. I know and he story. ended up murdering his mother. Yeah, I remember that. And now he he did some time, not criminally responsible, did the time that he did, which was in a, you know, like a, a our version of Cam H. And now he's He's out amongst us. He's out living his life because that happened in a bubble that did not that did not connect not the, with the reality of what he actually thought and knew. Mm-hmm. Now this now we're coming back to Xi Bing Kong, uh, which clearly they thought. All right, this guy fucking murders roommate. But he's also schizophrenic. Maybe he's he was also medicated. He's and doing well on his doing, meds. Yeah. Let's let him out on his pass. However, this is the last sentence or the last segment of this article. Police have confirmed Kong boarded an international flight on July 3rd, the same day he went missing, but have not revealed where he went. Clearly, he went to fucking China. Uh, and I'm saying clearly, but I'm I'm pretty sure he went to China. I mean, that's where I would go if I. That's where him. that's where you clear-minded, rational person yeah. would think to. He'd recently expressed to. a desire to return to his native China, uh, according to the ORB report. You're so because you read the article already, <laughs> but also also there's a lot of speculation into. All right, he took an international flight. He would have needed to have a passport, which he wouldn't have had right. if he was at Cam H. Mm-hmm. His passport would have been Chinese. To take that flight, someone would have have had to hook him up with a passport. He had a Chinese passport, or yes. he was a Canadian. He was a, he was a Chinese Canadian. Uh, he had dual. He had dual citizenship. They might have both passports. He might have both passports, and so you know the and the reason yeah, why I mean, I his to bring name this should up. be flagged in a database. That's like, hey, well, by that, the way, this well, guy was convicted. Now and that's he's the in thing. Hospital. That's the thing. If the guy, if he was, if he was found responsible for the murder, yes. But if he wasn't found criminal, criminally responsible, 
Would his name still get flagged? Dude, I don't even know what's in those systems. Guys, should have, we like, get the RCMP on the line with us now and see if they like want in, want in on any I'm of this? I'm sure we can sharing? get to the bottom I'm of sure this. I feel like I feel like well, how okay. we're discussing this could be of, of, of extreme help. You said them, I'm right? sure we could get to the bottom of this. I flagged this article when I was in Toronto in July. And tonight I was like, well, we're going to be doing this host episode. I better bring up that article. And I better look up like what's come since. Dude, you look up Jay Bing Kong. Not a single article Have since July. Have you noticed how you're doing just a, just a touch more of an accent every no, time you I'm say that? No, I'm definitely name? not. Jay Bing Kong? Just a touch more definitely of an not. affectation. Jay Bing Kong? No, I think, I'm not. I think I'm he's just, just becoming more confident in saying it each time. Yeah, so right, he's just going right. with it. He's that's beca- right. Yeah. I'm learning how to pronounce it. He feels it. like he's pronouncing it better and better each time. It's, but that's the thing. Is like there, it, He's gone. He's gone. Like the, the, he, the, he gone. He gone. The media hasn't picked it up. Isn't that crazy? What, well, I mean, it? what's it, what are they also going to they going to say? The guy's gone and they don't know where he is. Well, they would say we figured out where he went. <laughs> well, dude, it's kind of like kind of like the uh the when the when the two BC murder guys were like on the go, they, like they they didn't know where they were, but like every day it's like breaking news. We're still looking. Yeah, but you know what happened to that's them though, right? Canada. You know what I bet in the country that he's in. Did you hear the latest of what pro- happened to those two boys? Yeah. They so each they, other. they made a video. Yeah. Right no. Be, right before they shot themselves. Yeah. Whoa. And, and the video shown- was the video is a living will, and a uh, basically like a, it was for their their parents. Yeah. Now that's all we know, and the RCMP has haven't like given any information. So like the video is in public. So the RCMP have shown the video to the families. They've shown them about thirty <laughs> seconds. They say. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't announced how long the video is, and like they've only shown them this little, se- this not little, but they, they've shown them this segment of it. So huge. they haven't said was it huge. They haven't said how long the video actually is. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. For those of them who don't, for those of the people who are out there who don't know, massive, massive, like nationwide manhunt for uh, this nineteen-year-old Cam McLeod and his buddy Briar Schmug. Eighteen, two just like complete fucking pieces of shit that basically went out and murdered some people, and then and then and then and then then trial and trial and then and then cozied up in the woods and had a a very romantic time in the woods, and I'm sure that they just I'm sure it was a very like very sweet little getaway (laughs) for the two. Jesus Christ, man. I don't know. You never know. You never know. I'm sure those boys had a very lovely time in the woods um, porking each other before they shot themselves in the head. Oh, my God. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with porking your best friend. I'm just saying I hope they enjoyed it before they uh, put a bullet into into each other's head. Uh, So, anyway, that's that. Uh, guys, uh, at least next week we'll be back with a guest. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the next level. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Are vegans actually unhealthy? Does cannabis ruin your sleep? And why are so many men taking testosterone supplements? I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg. And we're the creators of the popular YouTube channel ASAP Science. Every week on our podcast Side Note by ASAP Science, we explain the science behind a controversial subject with recent research, up-to-date studies, and ridiculous stories so you are entertained while, bam, simultaneously learning. We're here to make science make sense. Download Side Note by ASAP Science wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, hey, listen, can we talk about something that uh, is actually near and dear to my little heart? Maybe. Get out of here. Get out of here. Don't look at that. Was that back uh, No, it wasn't. No, that's uh, not something for your eyes. Um, there's something I want to talk about here. I so sick. Donovan, just cut everything except like us saying hello and then us <laughs> yeah. signing off. Yeah, nah, keep it as good. You know what? You can, you can leave in the story where I talk about uh, the, the, people the dementia guy remarrying his wife. The, the people need to know how I feel. Um, uh, so <coughs> recently, so you know, people may or may not know this, but we receive many emails a week, emails from people who just want to, you know, let us know what the what the show means to them, or to tell us a crazy story that's happened to them, or people that have applied to be on the show. And we recently got an application for someone to be on the show. And I'm sure we'll get you on the show at some point, uh, Luke. Um, but uh, it's all dependent on, you know, the next time we're near Sudbury, Ontario, which might be soon. Uh, but in our application for, to be on the show, it's basically like your name, your age, your email address, your phone number, where do you live? What's your cool disease and illness? And this person wrote in, Luke, and he said, my illness is cystic fibrosis. And I had two double lung transplants and there's a lot more to talk about. And the other part of the application says, tell us why you should be on the show. And his answer was, went 100% blind after having a second double lung transplant. And I immediately... Thought it was bogus because he was typing that on a computer. And yeah, you're I was like, like, yeah, yeah how, right, is, how is it fucking possible? <laughs> uh, Everybody knows that blind people can't read or write or hear. <laughs> and so I took that. I took a screenshot of that email and I sent it to you guys. And because a few weeks ago I told you guys, I was like, hey, yeah, you know what? I'm all for a double lung transplant. And you guys are like, whoa, that's a big deal. And I was like, it is kind of a big deal, isn't it? And then this email came in like a week later. I sent this to you and I said, it's official. Never getting a lung transplant. <laughs> After reading that this guy... How do, you, how do you really feel about that? Dude, straight up, I read that f- fucking email and it made me... That? Yeah, dude. Dude, but the, 100% it, blind? Is that, is that not kind of like... Is that not kind of like suggesting <laughs> that because like a few people got autism from vaccines, that like yeah. everyone's gonna get that? Yeah, dude, I was gonna say like, here. Let me Google. Let me Google uh, an article about a, a plane crash. Are you never gonna fly again after you read that? Yeah, I'm the anti-vaxer for. Uh, <laughs> yeah, basically. For, fi- for hey, fucking hey, leg transplants. Read, read the replies from Taylor and I to that message. Uh, they were. Wait, we didn't reply to it. <laughs> yeah, no, you did. You just went lol, 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 lol. <laughs> that was it. Wall, 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 wall. Yeah, that is, that is yeah, your reply. Wall, wall, wall. Which uh, sucks for Luke. So I hope we do get him on the show and he can fucking shit on you for that. Uh, but, I wasn't lolling at Luke. No, it sounds like you were. Uh, but the reason I bring that up is because, yes, I did have that. I did have that reaction of going, fuck lung transplant. I don't want to go blind. But I also realized that there's some people that go through transplant and they. Loki, get off the mic, you little snorker. Uh, there's some people that go through transplant, and they they make it out on the other end pretty well and pretty okay. Yeah, Jamie's and doing pretty well right now. Jamie is doing pretty well right now. And guess what? Guess who we have on the fucking line right now? No, Jamie Keeping. Hey, Jamie. Hello. Live, live from fucking Toronto right now. Hey, what's up? 
Live. Hey, uh, Jamie. Here I am. Jamie, we I didn't tell the guys you were going to be on the line, so uh, this is a nice little surprise. Oh, nice! Hi, guys. Hello. Hey, how's it going? That's awesome. I'm uh, uh, I'm stoked Hi. to hear from you. I've I've been following your uh, your your transplant journey, so it was uh, it was sweet seeing that um, that uh, it, it appeared to go so well from through social media. So. I guess. I guess my first question is. Well, well, before you get into your first question, Jamie, why don't you let uh, some of our, our listeners, uh, most of our listeners, I'm assuming, don't know who you are. So why don't you give us a little rundown on who you are and and what what you recently went through? Okay, sure. So my name is Jamie, as you mentioned, and uh, just like you, I have cystic fibrosis. Um, and honestly, for the most part of my life, I've been pretty healthy. Um, you know, there's always like ups and downs with CF, but for the most part, I've been pretty good. Um, until February, I ended up getting a lung collapse. Um, so do you want me to get into that story? Yeah. Uh, like, did your lung just fucking collapse out of nowhere? Okay. So two years ago, <laughs> I had a lung collapse where it just totally collapsed out of nowhere and like 50% of my lung had collapsed. So it was kind of like the stereotypical, like panting, I can't breathe, like go in the ambulance, that type of stuff. So that one was kind of like more catastrophic. But then this lung collapse that I had in February, I was just kind of like lying in bed and I was like, hmm, like my lung feels kind of weird. And like, honestly, I never really thought much of it. I just kind of ignored it. And then I'm um, just, what about my day? Like went for a walk, went to the coffee shop. And then in the evening I was like, okay, I really don't think this is normal. Like I kind of sounded like a squeak toy. So my I mean, took me to you, emerge. You, you kind of sound like a squeak toy now. <laughs> you know, you've got, you got, <laughs> this, this is why I could talk it away. Right. I was like, it's probably asthma, like acting up. Right. Like, I just, I really didn't think anything of it. So I went to, uh, emerge and they did a chest x-ray and they said that I had a 5% lung collapse. So for the average person, like they probably wouldn't really even realize, like notice that they had it. Yeah. 5% seems pretty low. I was already at 27. Oh, exactly. But I was already at 27% lung function. So it was like, you know, 5% of 27%. It was enough that they were a little concerned. So long story short, that just basically spiraled and I wasn't able to really recover from that. Like I ended up getting like pneumonia, going for surgeries and blood transfusions. And it was just kind of a lot on the body all at once. (laughs) So that's when I found out that I needed to get a lung transplant. And uh, yeah, got assessed, got on the list, and Jamie, got my transplant, and here I am. Let me let me ask you this: you like, do they do they choose for you to get a lung transplant based on a a certain like um, uh, number of lung function? So it's like you know, it, like once you once you hit. 20% lung function, then you must be on the list or, or like once you, you know, once you go below 30 or is it something like that? Like how do they decide? So the, yeah, the way that it works is once you hit 30, you qualify to be able to be on the list. Right. That doesn't necessarily mean that 
oh, if you're at 30%, you're listed. Because even before any of like my collapse or anything like that, I was still at 27%. But the way that they look at it as I was still like my quality of life was totally still there. Right. So they didn't think it was really necessary to put me on the list at that point. That's crazy. Like 27% to me seems really low. Like it, yeah. that seems like super low um, functionality. Yeah. It, um, I remember there was this like this analogy or this thing that we did to like experience what it would be like to br- breathe to breathe like you had um, like twenty percent lung function. And I think it was like breathing through a straw. Yeah. Did we? Where did we do that, Jared? Yeah, I, I a lot of schools would do that, and yeah. they would do that at like Shinerama, right? Uh, right. Things like that. Yeah. Is it did, like is that something that you notice, or is that something that like gradually happened over time, and like you just don't realize that it's as bad as it is. Yes. So it's definitely something that happens over time. So like, it's interesting because even at 27%, like I was still running, like doing boot camps and things like that. But now have, so I I didn't realize really how out of breath I was, but now like having healthy lungs, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know how I did all of the things that I did. Yeah, It's like the the sleep apnea thing. You know, it's like, you you have sleep apnea. You're you're not getting a night, you know, a real good night's right. sleep. Like your sleep, yes, now, yeah, like my sleep now. But then you get the sleep apnea machine, and then you go, "Oh my god, this is what it's like right. to get a full night's sleep." Which would be like what your reaction if you got a sleep apnea? I mean, machine. that's what my reaction would be if I got a sleep apnea yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if, I if, if, I yeah. haven't, and I won't. Um, <laughs> um J- Jamie, so you. Uh, uh, you came to a Wednesday morning workout. Um, oh, yeah, here's uh, a shameless plug. And uh, yeah, just kind of like you did for Turn Me On at JFL. But uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, so you came to a Wednesday morning. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I run a free Wednesday morning workout. Six thirty. You do six thirty in the morning. Wait, can every I find Wednesday you morning. on Instagram? You can find it on Instagram. It's YHZ Sweats. Oh, um, and uh, and me and my my uh, good friend Matt Slaney, we we run workouts. 30-minute workouts, fun, fitness, free with friends on Wednesday mornings. Uh, And Jamie, you actually came to one of the workouts right before you went to uh, Toronto to get to to be on the list or I guess wait to get your lung transplant. Um, And you you were working out with with an oxygen tank. Um, That's badass. So are you going to come are you going to come work out when you get home and uh, and not have an oxygen tank? Absolutely. The oxygen tank is not welcome anymore. Perfect. Jerry, you're going, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> we'll stay six feet apart. I thought it was five. No, it's actually six and five feet apart is was deadly? too close. <laughs> and that's what, that's why they chose the name for that movie. <laughs> yeah. And that's why, that's why Cole Sprouse died. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Um, uh, Jamie, Wait, so he die at the end? I no, can't... no, that was a joke. It was a fucking joke. He doesn't die at the end, ladies and gentlemen. Go see the movie. It's not that much of a bummer. It's really heartwarming. It's pretty heartwarming. Uh, Jamie, so you, so you go in, you it's do sad. the transplant, and um, let me ask you this question: How much shit filled your pants like twenty minutes before you went under? Okay, so I think that the, probably the hardest part was. Um, being on the list and then it's just the waiting game because you really have no idea how long you're waiting for. Um, 
And so the way that it works is you get listed and you can get put under three categories. So just basically ranking your priority. So initially I was put under the least priority, um, but then they saw that as soon as I was put on the list and I was admitted into the hospital and I wasn't able <clears throat> to ever get out of the hospital basically. Um, so they ended up um, upping my priority on the list. And as soon as they upped my priority, which is probably like a month and a half into being on the list, that's when I started getting calls. But the thing that's kind of emotionally draining is you can get what's called a false call, which is basically like, so if they, you know, if somebody passes away and then they see that they have a match for you, a potential match, then that's when you get your call. And funny enough, I actually missed my first call because I was asleep. But lucky enough, I was admitted into the hospital. So they just called the nursing station. They woke me up and I was fine. But what happens that is... It sounds like when I missed, missed my first call for Be My Eyes. And I was like, fuck, I missed my call to it's help such this a blind bummer. person. It's probably the guy who had the lung transplant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, so... They call you and they say, you know, you have to start fasting now. And basically it's a full day process. So you go in, like you do all your tests for surgery, you get prepped. And then that's when, you know, they extract the lungs. Um, sometimes they put them on what's called an ex vivo machine, which is basically they totally cleanse the lung <coughs> and they put them under different conditions that like a human would put them in. So stimulate like different pressures and stuff like that. And then, anyways, they ended up finding out that the lungs weren't viable. So, that it's. Do just, you know why they weren't? Do you know why they weren't viable? Like, were they just shitty, or like, it, you know? It could. They, honestly, they don't really tell you much. It's like this huge buildup of like twenty-four hours, <laughs> and then they just come in and say they're not viable, and you're just kind of right. like, oh, okay. Are you? Is there? Does is there Ash, any? Is does there any Ashton party? Kutcher come in and tell you? <laughs> You've been punked. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is is there any type of? Is there any sense of relief that they're not viable? Like, I know that you're. I know that you're excitedly anticipating getting a new set of lungs. But like, is there a piece of you that's like, oh, geez, well, at least I don't have to go through the operation because I imagine that that's fucking scary too. I know what you mean, and yes, like obviously those thoughts run through your head, but I think by the time that I got. My first call, which was the false call, by the time I got that, I was so sick. So I like wasn't able to get out of bed. I wasn't able to eat. So it was just like that was it was kind of like finally like this is going to be over. Like I'll go through anything just for this to be over now. So then (laughs) they're like, psych, it's not over. Like I was definitely more bummed than excited. Um, Yeah, right. And then so a week later to the day. I got another call, which, again, was a false call. But it was interesting because that time they said that it just wasn't the perfect match. So I don't know. Like, I don't really know. I don't know the tests that they do to determine it. It was probably, yeah, the, the, it was probably lungs that had CF. <clears throat> and they just went, oh. They went, oh, it's a match. Oh, wait so a minute. <laughs> so then finally I get my real call. But the thing is, is I really, like, when I actually finally got my call, I didn't want to believe that it was the call because I was like, oh, you guys got me twice before. So I like didn't believe it. We went through the process and I was told that um, you know that it's actually going to go through if a surgeon comes up and marks with a Sharpie on your chest because like, basically they have to mark because if people were to, only to get a single 
lung transplant, like they have to mark what side. So just as a formality, they mark both sides with an X. And um, anyways, so a surgeon came up and I was like, I'm not believing it's the real deal because I was told that somebody would come up with a, with a Sharpie. And anyways, as I was saying that, he like ripped a Sharpie out of his pocket. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so and then, then, and then, just, and then just signed his name on your breasts. <laughs> yeah. It was like, not, also, this, this hasn't... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just said, you've been punked, you've been punked. Yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so honestly, that was a total whirlwind because then there, I feel like, I don't know if it actually happened as quickly as I feel like it did, but... At this point, then they're just like starting to put like compression socks on me and totally get me prepped for surgery. I'm trying to like call my family to be like, hey, this is actually happening. Like, so I don't think I really had enough time to like really be scared. Class. Yeah. Like it just happened yeah. so quickly. But I mean, okay, sure. I understand that. But like, you know, I know just as well as you, like there's that moment where you're, you know, after you've signed the waiver and you're, you're, you're on the, you know, the, the, the portable gurney where they're, you're, you're outside of the OR, like you're waiting to go into that fucking room where it's like, you know, it's like all the, all the fucking all stars of the hospital show up to do their shit. Like, but you're, you're just the, 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 the tool, the doll that they're using that day. Like when you're out there. And they're waiting to bring you in. Are you thinking, like, are you thinking I might not wake up? Or are you, like, I, um, I haven't seen a dentist in, like, seven years. And, and the reason why, I, and, and I should go now because I'm, like, making some money and I could probably afford it. But the reason I haven't is because. fucking nasty. No, they're not, dude. My teeth are great. <laughs> just just uh, asterisks. We all know the all-stars of the hospital are actually the nurses. But anyway, keep going. Oh, for fuck's sakes, Brian. Uh, so, so the reason I haven't gone to the dentist is because I'm scared. I'm scared to go in there. I'm scared to, like, uh, that process scares me of what, like, what, what the outcome will be, right? And so I, I, I can equate that exact same feeling to like the last time I went to have surgery where I was on the outskirts and they were going, all right, we're going to take you in here and we're going to take out, we're going to take out a, a portion of your bowel and you might come out on the other end with a, a, um, Ostomy a, 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 an ostomy, um, but that's like you know that's the that's the, really the biggest of our worries. Like, sure, everyone can die for whatever reason they're going in there, but like f the chance of you dying from the surgery are pretty low. But like for you going in for a double lung transplant, I feel like that like if you were to look on the like a list of like the echelon of intensity of surgeries, uh, getting your getting like a section getting a, a, a hemicolectomy, so a section of your bowel removed. Versus getting both of your lungs taken out and then two new lungs put in to replace them. I feel like that is on such a fucking drastically higher level than most surgeries that anyone will ever experience in their entire life. And so I'm wondering, like, was there a part of you going into that going, fuck me, this is the unknown on the other side of coming out of that anesthetic is a lot. Right. So what I'll say to that, um, it's interesting that you say like with your surgery, you were kind of more worried about the side effects, like the colonoscopy or whatever. Potentially. Yeah. So that's what I was more nervous of. So 
And I'll tell you why. So when I signed my waiver to actually be put formally on the list, I met with a surgeon and they basically tell you all the scary things that you don't want to hear and all the risks and stuff like that with surgery. And everyone since Transplant Talk has told me that CF patients in particular recover really well from lung transplants. And it's mainly due to the fact that like we're for the most part, like we're young and other than our lungs being really crappy, like we're otherwise pretty healthy. And so when I met with the surgeon, he told me, he was like, what do you think that like the death rate would be for this surgery? And like, I'm curious what you guys would have thought. Death rate for the surgery, one in I, one in fifty. I bet you he said one in one hundred, except there's probably a huge chance that you're gonna go one hundred percent blind after having a lung transplant. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say one percent. Yeah, one in a hundred. No, one percent that okay. I prefer, if I'm actually gonna actually guess for real, fifteen percent. Yeah, like that's a lot. Like, 20, man. like I don't I don't know. I would I thought so much higher and exactly for what you said, Jeremy, like I'm literally getting my lungs taken out and new ones put in. Like there's got to be some complications there. And anyways, it is actually, he said, my death rate would have been only 1%. So 1%? Like, did you, did you go, well, while you're in there, like, I guess two percent. Boost me up. I was, I was twice me, as good as you were. Yeah. Just, like while you're well, while you're in there, just boost me up. Give me give me a new set of fucking. Give me a new face. Yeah. Give me a new. No 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 You're you're a beautiful woman. You're a beautiful uh, woman. But I, I mean, if, if I'm, I'm saying if I was in your situation, <laughs> I'd like, want give me a new face. I'd want an entirely new face. when 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 Jamie says like you know you know we tend CF patients tend to do really well. Because like you know we're we're young and we're healthy. Does that otherwise healthy does, other than the lungs? Does that make you does nervous that, about does how that you, resonate with you, Jared? Does that make you nervous about how you treat your body? Wait, was that a question for me? I'm too drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you answered it. That's a, that is a form of answering that question. Yeah, I'm going to prove it. <laughs> so I was saying here. <laughs> I'm not scared. So who are we talking with? <laughs> yeah. Hello? Oh, my God. But, yeah, to go back to that. So I, I don't know. The whole death thing didn't really scare me. I was more worried about, like. Interesting. Like. I oh think Jer's projecting this? how he feels onto you. Yeah, no, and totally Or how fair. he thinks he would feel. Yeah, yeah maybe. I, I was more scared of oh my god like what's the scar gonna look like like um really yes <laughs> like as a young woman like that's that's the stuff that was running through my head and like different things i heard of people like needing to go on like dialysis afterwards i'm like yeah that grosses yeah. me out like so those that's and, that, and that's yeah and that's scary like that that part's scary the scar thing i'm surprised by because Jamie, what what is the scar? What is it? Well, like, oh, describe to me the, describe to me what the scar looks like. I wish that there was a way for me to actually post it online without making it look like I was posting a nude, because it's totally not what you expect. So, especially for you a could, girl, you, you should just send it to Turn Me On Podcast at, uh, at Turn Me On Podcast on uh, on Instagram because we'll we'll post it for you. Okay. That's not a big problem. Yeah, they, they, they flirt with the terms and conditions every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially for a girl, it, the way that it is, is it's totally just in the crease of your boob. 
So when I say so you it, cannot is it kind of that? Is it kind of like that? That the sort of um, like a like cartoony mustache, but like under the breast. So it's like it almost runs the line of your rib cage. It it literally like like runs the crease of my breast. Like if you were to look at and face on, you wouldn't be able to see it because it goes with the groove of like my boob. So it's underneath the boob. Like it's, it's it goes with the crease of like under, it's it's the under boob. Like the bottom side is covering it. Exactly. Exactly. You know what's crazy though? They cut you open there and then opened you up. That's crazy. Inside. Isn't that gnarly? Do they do this? Do, do they, they do it differently on guys? On guys, do they just like just just, just punch a hole through? They wouldn't, they wouldn't have to under me. They don't give a they like, they don't like, give a fuck. Fuck this form. Guys. They can go under my breast. <laughs> okay, Brian. And what are you what are you benching right now, Brian? What are you benching these days? I don't know. One twenty five. What are you benching? I don't keep track. Four <laughs> hundred. 800 pounds. Seven fifty. I don't keep track. Uh, yes, you do. Tell us, Brian. You um, don't keep track. Fuck you. You go to CrossFit. You guys keep track on the app. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you benching, dude? It's, Tell it's, us. It's more about how many... Uh, Jamie's wondering, what do you bench? How many AMRAPs? Oh, uh, dude, do? it's all about time and reps and, uh, well, you know, off. like just putting it all together. It's a whole algorithm. Right, thing. I'm, I'm guessing... What do you guess he benches? Uh, I would say, like, how many... What are you, what are you talking about? Max? One rep. One rep? I don't know. I'd say you're probably doing... I'd be surprised if you're doing 225. I'd say you're doing more like 210. Jamie, what do you One think? Rep. I'm going to say 200. I'm going to say 890. You're way off. Jay, you're closer. <laughs> <laughs> Are you 300? No, no, I'm not 300. No, no. Yeah, 255. Um, for, for one rep? No, not quite 255. More like 245. You beast. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, I did. I did two twenty five for five reps the other day. Cool. So, uh, if anyone doesn't know, we're starting a CrossFit podcast. It's called Cross CrossFit Boy, and because uh, it has to be a play yeah, on yeah, this current 100%. podcast. <laughs> all right. So, Jamie, you go through it. They Wednesday cut, morning they, workouts. All right, shut up. Uh, they they split you open from under the breasts and up. They take some strange person's lungs and they somehow remove yours and hook them into all the little spark plugs that need to be hooked into. And then you come out on the other end. Clearly you came out okay, I'm assuming. Like, yes. you know, there was no crazy complications. This was not that long ago. It, You're be, now on the phone. It was how long? It'll be five weeks tomorrow. Jesus Christ. So you're on the phone with us a month and a bit Yeah. after the procedure. How do you feel? Because this is your first double lung transplant. How do you feel right now versus Jamie at, you know, 23% lung function? It's like totally night and day. Like, really? Yes. Like, I really didn't expect it to be. I don't know why. Like, and I think it was because I was like, oh, God, if there's complications to happen, they're going to happen to me. But like, I knock on wood have really just like sailed through pretty smoothly. And a lot of people, like, when they come to see me now, they all comment on the fact that like my features, like in my face, even look like they kind of changed. And I think it's because like I'm not like struggling to breathe like I was. Like it's just like normal now, you know? What's your lung function now? So that's the interesting thing. So um, they say to expect, like at the beginning, 
you get a lung function test and they say obviously expect it to be low because you're not healed from surgery at all and stuff like that. So right now I'm about 54%, but they said it just goes on a steady incline like for the first couple of months. And then they said like, obviously because I'm in rehab and stuff now, right? So like in just in two weeks, like it had gone up like 5%. So it's just like increasing. Um, and they did say that it was possible for me to get back to like a hundred percent. Wow. I can't even wrap my head around that. So could you like, could you like go for a run and, and like basically be able to breathe relatively normally then? Yeah. So my biggest thing right now, like, so when I go to rehab, so after a transplant, you have to go to rehab for three times a week. Um, and I don't run there. I just walk on like a two incline, um, on the treadmill and then they have you doing like weights and bikes and stuff like that. But like, I can do like little jogs right now, but I don't want to push it too much yet. And honestly, it's not my lungs that hold me back. It's like my legs, like my legs need to get the strength back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, Jared, Jared, you don't want none of that, right? <laughs> you don't want a hundred percent lung function. Yeah, that you don't want to be able to run. run. I do. It sounds, do you though? No, it you sounds so attractive. And fun. It almost seems like all the and double foreign. lung transplant stuff that we've come across has been really positive. But like, you don't want it. Nah, you don't want that. Well, except I mean, for Luke. But hey, Luke got his fucking yeah. eyes taken. So. Hey, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't see that coming though. How, oh, how crazy would dude. that be? Oh, hey, oh, hey, zinger. Yep. Yeah, but Luke can go for a run <laughs> on the treadmill. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah, I mean, as long as someone's in front of him telling them where to go. God, well, we're really tearing. We're really tearing Luke. We gotta get Luke right on. To, I feel, feel bad. We'll give, him a sh- we'll give him a shout. We need to connect with. This Watch story. we call him. He's like, oh yeah, no, that was just like a five day thing. <laughs> My psych came back, and it's actually twenty ten. Twenty ten, good. Or? Yeah, it's better than twenty twenty. Is, is it? it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody have? Then why do they always refer to Perfect Vision as twenty twenty? I'm gonna Google it right now. You, you ready? don't have to. Yeah, twenty. He's doing it. He's doing it anyway. Vision. You ever heard about this, Jamie? 2010 vision? This is totally new to me. All right, well, here we go. Here's what the numbers referred to. <laughs> Just in case you're curious. In case you're wondering. Uh, if it's a fraction, though, 2020 is 100% good, and then 2010 is like double vision. Yeah. Uh, so to yeah. be considered legally blind in the U.S., your vision has to be as bad as 2200. All right, so 20. That's yeah, a fraction. 200. 1 in 10. You can see 1 If you have 20-40 vision, that means you can only see as good as normal person can see at 40 feet away from an eye chart. Um, it, the reverse applies if you have 20-10 vision. If you have 20-10, you are above average. You are better than the normal person. So normal vision is 20-20. So if you have 20-10, then you are better than the normal and you have better vision than what is considered to be standard. Then uh, I probably have twenty. Vision. I probably have twenty ten. I think I have twenty one. T- till you have glasses, uh, only for reading uh, computers. <laughs> <laughs> I have twenty ten. <laughs> only for the thing that doesn't make me twenty ten, yo. <laughs> <laughs> only for nearsightedness. Yeah, uh, they're HD glasses. Well, Jamie, I guess the, the final question is, um, do you feel like you made the right decision? Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There's no doubt. <laughs> I'm curious, Jeremy, like what makes you so against it? Because one thing I will say is when I, what's your lung function at? 
Right now, it's like, um, well, I, I have clinic in three weeks. Yeah. Um, and, and since I've been to clinic last, I feel, uh, I feel, pr- uh, we haven't talked about this on the show yet, but um, the first time in my life where every single night, every single night when I go to bed, uh, I wake up with like this very intense um, crackle and wheeze. Okay. And I've never, I've never had that before. So like if I breathe in, I can feel like a, like a, and if I breathe out, it's like a, dude, you need a sleep apnea machine. No, it's not that it's, it's, but I bet. Yes. I mean that, no, 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 but I would feel that if I was laying down and binging some Netflix for, you know, two hours. And then I got up. I would feel the same. It's it's if I'm stagnant for any amount of time. You, know what you need to do. I start to build up this like. You need to be constantly working out. Yeah, you need Wednesday morning workouts. Yeah, I I actually probably do. <laughs> um, so my guess is that when I go in for clinic, my lung function will be low sixties, if not creeping into the fifties. Okay. So- so, which is not, which is, it was not bad. It's still good. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, you're obviously still a while away from a transplant if you ever decided to get one. And I feel exactly. like when I was at those numbers, like, I didn't consider a transplant because I didn't need to. <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, no, I don't need to get that. But then it's like when you start to get down to those numbers and you're kind of like, oh, shit, like, maybe I do. Yeah. But I'm just curious, like, what, what does make you so <clears throat> against it? Um, I, well, again, like I, you know, jokingly earlier when I said, I was joking mostly when I, when I read that email about the guy going blind, that I, it, it totally changed my mind because I, I, since we had John Granton on the show, uh, the doctor in Ontario who, who used to lead the, the team surrounding lung transplant. Yeah. He's moved on to other things now, but, uh, once he came on the show, he actually did like sort of change my mind. Um, I don't know. I guess really, I think the biggest thing that was holding me back was like the, the idea of is taking this risk of going through with the procedure worth, um, an X amount of years of like, of pain and suffering versus an X amount of years of like continuing life where... You know, you know that feeling yeah. of like where you go. Sometimes I go to like like this this year. I, we went to Oceaga, and we saw we saw a couple shows, and then we saw this one show, and it was amazing. And then the fucking festival ended, and we were going back to our hotel, and there was a few of our friends that were like, "We're gonna go to this like after party." And in my head, I went, "No, like I want to end the night on the high that I just like finished with that." incredible performance. Right. I don't, I don't need to chase that high to go to, you know, a fucking strip club in Montreal to like have more fun until 4am where I'm too tired. Like I, I had enough, like this is, I feel like I want to end it on a good note. Right. And that's the kind of the same like vibe I feel with like life where it's like, all right, do I want to go through with the surgery or do I want to feel like, yeah, you ended it on a good note? But the funny thing about your analogy is it's it's almost like glass, glass half full in the in comparison to like what Jamie's experience has been like. Like I in know, Jamie's experience, I know. it's like yeah. like the the concert, it's the show that you thought was yeah. the best. Yeah. It was actually like only 
building up to what could the be. next show could be, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of going to a fucking strip club in Montreal and seeing a shitty band play or yeah, something. Which is no strip club have you ever been to? No doubt a downgrade. Yeah, what the fuck? Bands playing at a strip club? Well, I know. It sounds like the worst <laughs> thing ever. Brian, you need to get out more. <laughs> no, I get out in just the right way, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's 6 a.m. on a Wednesday morning down <laughs> hey, by the wave. Do you know how beautiful it was this morning by the wave? Probably pretty beautiful. Pretty, pretty yeah, nice. I, I bet it was more pretty than the uh, than the strip club playing the fucking acoustic set tonight. Which is why I did not go. <laughs> um, I find it interesting because, like, it seems like kind of like the biggest thing <coughs> that, or like one of the things I guess that you're worried about is it's like procedure, which obviously the procedure is big. I don't want to downplay it, but then kind of like the recovery process, I feel isn't what you think it is. Like, it's like, like to right. be quite honest, like I was in the hospital afterwards for 12 <laughs> days. So 12 days is nothing considering the type of surgery. And Yeah, 12 days is like a tune-up. It, literally, it's like a tune-up. And to be honest, half of those days, I don't remember because they have you on so much pain meds. So there's basically nice. like a week that you remember, you know what I mean? And it's like, then yeah. from that point forward, it's just like, like the high that you get afterwards is so much better than the high you had beforehand. Right. Right. So how long, um, how long can these lungs last you for? So that's a thing. Like they don't, like they don't really tell you, like they say that a set of lungs, like on average, statistically can last 10 to 15 years. But then like I've ta- I'm talking to people like who, you know, like are at the clinics and stuff, and they're like, I've had my lungs for 25 years, going strong. Like, oh, I, and shit, then really? I meet like another girl who's like, I had mine for five, and now I'm on my second one. And it's just like, I think that's why they don't give you a number, is because like everybody's so different. Right. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, well, it's awesome to hear that things have been going so well for you. It is. It, it's. There is something very exciting about this for, and you know, very selfishly, like for myself and. I to to have followed you on social media and see where where you were a couple like you know uh, like a couple of weeks after your surgery it it was it was extremely surprising right. and uh, and yeah you know, I think I even messaged you and I was like yo are you back already and you're like whoa no 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 like, calm down, like I'm not I, yeah I'm not gonna be home for like a couple of months but uh, hey yo as soon as you get home we're gonna uh, we're gonna take you for some uh, crave burger chicken nuggets. Mm. That's hilarious! Hell yeah, yeah, hell yeah, and and obviously we'll we'll get you on, in in the studio and we'll have a a full on uh, a full on conversation. But uh, I'm just uh, uh, Jamie. I'm 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 so glad that we were able to get you on the phone today, and uh, and I feel very grateful for having the opportunity to talk to you and about your experience. And and I, I'm going to take this into uh, you know we're coming up to like Shinerama. And and there's a lot of like work to go into promoting the importance surrounding uh, CF research and and the importance of like what China Ram is doing. And so, you know, I want to like you are are just a living example of like how this is important work that you know CF Canada, China Ram, whoever whoever is behind that sort of stuff, um, what that work means to people like you and I. And so. I'm just I'm excited to take this conversation and and work it into promoting that kind of shit over the next couple of months. So 
thank you for for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you, guys. I honestly really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. thanks. Thank God, guys. Now we can cut that whole first bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. That's some good stuff. That's yeah, good pretty, stuff pretty horrific. That's literally that's only about ten percent of what we do when we're not uh, talking about. Yeah, the worst even. thing is that you know probably most of it slash all of it will end up on the airwaves. Anyway, <laughs> thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, we'll be back next week with another uh, wonderful conversation, and uh, well, hopefully, we'll get Heather in, who we we're supposed to have in tonight. She's got a wild story, and I can't wait to talk to her. Um, but uh, in the meantime. Uh, we could use your support, as always. You know, one of the things that we, we say this every fucking episode, at the end of every episode, um, and it's the go to Apple Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, hit the subscribe button. But the thing is, is like when you when anybody does that, whether it's like one person or 50 people or 100 people within the week, that is literally the thing that keeps us within the the, you know, like when we were growing up, the billboard charts for music. It's th- that version of that, but for podcasts on Apple. And since we started this podcast, which was, how long has that been now? Four, four years. Four years, yeah. four years like this, like within an, in a month, it's been four years. Uh, we've basically been within the top 100, top 50 in the comedy charts. Mm. And so everybody up to this point, there's over a thousand of you who have left these reviews. Most of them are five stars. We love you. Anything below that, we hate you. But anybody who left a review or a rating or hit the subscribe button, we fucking love you. It means the world to us. It actually, for real, makes a difference. Head on over to Apple Podcasts right now. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. Do it. Just fucking do it. Fuck your four-star constructive feedback. Yeah. We don't need any <laughs> really of not. Really Guess not what? No, really no. Not don't, we don't listen no, to we it. We need all of it. And you know what? Leave it one star. That's fine. It's fine. But like the as five you stars, we love you. The one yeah. star is Dude, if you're gonna, you. If you're going to leave a, a one-star review, you better be really scathing. Straight up, if you're leaving a one-star review of anything, they better have murdered someone in your family. Taylor, Taylor, I think the thing on your nose is about to fall off. Do you think? No. You should, Can I you see should it? just touch it a little bit. I dare, hold on. Let me see. Oh. Oh, let, me see, let me see. Let me see. Dude, it looks. Oh my dude, god, it's coming dude, it's off. Coming off. Is it because I was picking at it? It's actually coming dude, off. Is it really? While we were talking dude. to Jamie, hold on. While we were talking to Jamie, literally Taylor picked up his phone. I started and took a took a selfie video of him. Hey, not, I'm trying to fucking. He see turned the like. camera to himself to look at it, dude. It's coming off. Taylor, rip it off. Oh let my me, god, take look, it off right now. That would be a great right grand finale of the show. Yeah, take it off right now. Um, and also, right you know, leaving those reviews is really important. That is coming off. Uh, making sure that you uh, tell your friends about Sick Boy Podcast. Also, supporting us on Patreon. Um, I spend a lot of time hanging out on the Discord community with a bunch of amazing listeners who are supporting us there. Uh, if you've never been, oh, dude, you're picking. Does it hurt? Picking, Does it picking, hurt? Picking, if you've never been on Discord before, he's picking yeah, it. He's off. picking it. Is he picking it? It's like a, It's almost like a private. <laughs> oh, oh, he took it off. Did you get it? Oh. Let me yeah, see now. It's not off. Let me it's see now. Oh, dude, Turn. it's hanging. Is it? Turn. Oh, yeah. Turn. <laughs> Turn, let me see. I need a mirror, guys. I can't do it's this right nasty. now. I'm making an Instagram story. No, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. But see. I'm actually doing it. No, don't do that. Uh, so, yeah, definitely support us on Patreon. I need a mirror. Um, Get out of here. Get out of here. I spent a lot of time hanging around the Discord community, chatting with uh, our amazing listeners who are part of our exclusive it's members club off. there. And uh, and Stop. also thanks to Stop. Donovan the Stop. Meerkat Morgan it's for the amazing sound right. design. 
Thanks for making it sound like a volcano is erupting because that's what it looks like is happening in Tilly's <laughs> face right now. Uh, a facial and, volcano. Yeah, it really does. And, uh, but you know what? Once it's gone, it's gone. And I never have to deal with it ever again. Dude, it honestly, I was looking real close right there while you were picking it. It's not that far off. It, it's it's not ready. It's like a day away. It, yeah, it's Maybe like a couple days, days away. away. It's it, the, the top of it has like a, a cap that you could rip off. I'm just taking a picture. But underneath that cap is still very connected you. to your face. You shouldn't have fucked with it, though. Whatever. We're going to go in public right now, and you're going to be like, oh, Okay, let's wrap this up. Let's say bye. That is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Jamie. And this is Sick Boy. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.